Traditions in the Great Outdoors. Welcome to Ozark Traditions TV Podcast, a place where outdoor topics are discussed. Now sit back as today's host brings you the outdoors inside. Ozark Traditions in the Great Outdoors. All right, guys, welcome back to another Ozark Traditions TV Podcast. I'm TJ. I'm here with Matt and Justin. And today we have a very special guest, John Lusk with Lusk Archery Adventures. John, how you doing, man? Hey, I'm doing good. It's good to be here with you guys. Thank you. Thanks for coming on. So, before we got on here, we were talking about, we, we just checked out a couple of your reviews, and there's some wacky stuff on this right. thing. And we'll talk about them a little bit more here in just a little bit. But first of all, John, kind of tell us how you got started doing what you're doing and kind of, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. And thanks again for having me on. Yeah. So I, um, I've been bow hunting most of my life. My, my mom and my dad were both competitive archers and, um, grew up in St. Louis and, uh, and, and my dad was a big bow hunter. So I started doing the same thing and bow hunted pretty much all my life, except for about eight years when I lived over in Asia, I worked as a pastor I was doing mission work in Thailand and the Philippines. And when I was over there, I couldn't do any hunting, especially in Thailand. They consider it a sin because they're Buddhists and they believe in reincarnation. And if you shoot an animal, you might be shooting somebody's great, great grandfather or something that's been reincarnated as a, as a deer or something like that. So I couldn't ever hunt over there. So when I came back to the States, I've just been making up for lost time. And I love to bow hunt. And I, uh, I was also, I got a degree in engineering at LSU and in civil engineering. So I like the technical side of things. And so I started doing some videos of some of my bow hunts and, and started a little YouTube channel, nothing big. And then on Archery Talk, this online forum, I won this broadhead. It, just, it was one broadhead by Bishop Archery. It was called the Dicing Drill. And one head, I think at the time, it cost $140 just for one, for one broadhead. And so I got this broadhead and the guy that, that, that created it, he said, hey, maybe do a video. However you test it, do a video and post it on your YouTube channel. I'm like, all right. So then I'm thinking, well, how do I test this thing? And so I started getting stuff to shoot it with. And, and I pulled out a pumpkin. It was right around uh, Halloween. And I shot uh, a pumpkin with it. And I pulled out of my freezer this this hog shoulder. And I shot that. And it was just fun, like, filming it and and shooting these different things. And I posted a video and then it started to do really well and get some views. I'm like, Hey, this is fun. So then I started buying more broadheads and just, you know, just doing more tests on them and posting those on my YouTube channel. And then, you know, doing hunts and posting some hunts, but the broadheads really intrigued me, just the design and everything. So I, this was about five years ago, I started kind of evolving in my process of how to test, broadheads and each year i kind of come up with some new innovations and evolutions and now i've really got the system down i think it's pretty good okay next year will probably be even better but but it's a really detailed way of, of testing like the flight the sharpness the penetration and durability of these heads and uh, and then i created an algorithm to score each of the broadheads and the on a numerical score of, of zero to a hundred, like, like a letter grade in, in school, you know, an 88 or whatever, you know, that's a B. And, and so I created that. And now I just test as many broadheads as I can. 
I think I have on my on my channel. I don't know. I got almost 300 videos, but I think like 165 of them, or maybe 170, something like that, are just broadhead tests. And so each week, at least once a week, I'll post another broadhead test video, and I love it. I just love doing it, and uh, I love getting people's questions, and I, and I want to help people, you know, be informed. I mean, you read a package, or, or you know, you see an ad in a in a magazine, or some celebrity endorses a broadhead, and you're like, but how do I really know if this is worthwhile? How do I know if it's good? They all sound good. Right. And, and so, you know, you ask your buddies. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, and like you said, they're all going to tell you it's the best one on the market. Right. You know. That's right, yeah. <laughs> That's what the packaging says. Or your buddies, whatever beer they just shot with one, they say it's awesome. This is the best broadhead. Or if they didn't cover that deer, they're like, man, that broadhead sucks. Right, right. Like, How do you know whether to really trust that? So that's why I created a system so people can kind of go, okay, here's how the broadhead really works, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. I, honestly, my honest opinion is no matter what kind of broadhead you shoot, if you don't, if your shot placement's not great, it doesn't matter if you're shooting a chainsaw at them. Right. It's going to be tough to find them. But it, you know, I, That's right. we got to looking at your Facebook page and all the different, it amazes me how many different types of broadheads there are. Well, and I mean, some of the ideas people have for broadheads. Well, I mean like, cause when we think of broadheads, me and you, and we think of like rage and muzzy and you know, G five, those like top, you don't think of all these other, I mean, there's hundreds of other different kinds of broadheads. Yeah. It, it's, it's amazing. And, and a lot of the things you're shooting, John, are stuff that nobody's really heard of like just well like the mohican sneak that we were watching that is i mean that is a wild looking dude we you know when we first looked at the thumbnail or whatever like oh it's some kind of wacky mechanical i fell in love with the name i could care less if the broadhead worked i like the name (laughs) right you're thinking about making the switch aren't you yeah just because man i don't know we didn't get to watch the whole review i feel like that one might be a little dicey but well it couldn't have went as bad as the slang blade because we watched that. I can one hear too. it now. I can hear it now. TJ shoots a doe or something on on TV, and he's gonna say, "I just put this Mohican sneak on." Oh, it would be oh, awesome. it would be perfect. It's too bad that I just don't trust that broadhead, and I didn't watch the entire video. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's good. We gotta we're gonna have to go back and watch it all. Man, I don't know. It was looking <laughs> dicey. It was looking dicey. John, can you give us any kind of hints there? Yeah, you were right in your assessment. Yeah. So I somebody suggested, and, and my viewers suggest broadheads. Hey, have you checked out this one? Have you checked out this one all the time? And uh, and so when that one came out, I, I looked it up and I'm like, that looks weird. And I love testing weird stuff because sometimes I'm surprised. Like I go, man, that looks you know really weird, but it worked out really good. I mean, that's, you know, innovation. You know, that's how new stuff comes about. But that one looked intriguing. So I, I bought that. I mean, some, about maybe a third of the heads I buy myself a lot of times viewers donate them to me. Sometimes the manufacturers will, will send me a pack. But that one I bought, and, uh, and I didn't know what was going to happen. But I, it, I didn't have high expectations, and those high expectations were, were definitely – those low expectations were definitely confirmed. <laughs> yeah, well, it did not do very well. I think some of them are, tr- like, trying to do too much. Like, I think you can get, like – Okay, like the slang blade. Wasn't it a four and a quarter inch cut or something? That was like a that? lot. Uh, and it, it, it and, was a lot. And when we watched you shoot it into the ballistic gel or the, you know, 
it went like four inches and just died. Right. And I thought, you know, well, it, I think it took two inches before to get it, it completely to open, opened. Which you know, it lost a lot of energy. So there. that's okay. So here, there's a topic to bring up. People always talking about the mechanical broadheads. It's a big deal nowadays. Everybody uses them, and a lot of them are great. I mean, I've killed a lot of deer with like a Rage broadhead. Uh, I don't know if I ever shot any other. I might have shot a Grin Reaper back in the old day, back in old days, like I'm old or something. But you know, 10, 10 15 years ago, I probably tried. What all about that. the Schwackers? Did you ever? I never did mess with those. I've heard of guys. Uh, it's like what John said. If somebody's killed a big buck right, with yeah. one, they're gonna be like, "That's the best broadhead ever made." So, but with the, I feel like with the mechanical broadheads, you got to be shooting a higher poundage bow. Because it takes so much energy to open that thing. And I think that's been proven time and time again, like with your with your broadhead test. Yeah, so you want to maybe chime in on that, John? Yeah, you know, mechanical heads have evolved a, a lot in a short period of time. I mean, fixed blade heads have been around, like, you know, the whole history of the planet almost, right? right. I mean, so they've evolved over many years, and they're basically... You know, I mean, there's some little iterations and modifications you can make, but it is what it is. But mechanicals are relatively new, and you've got a lot of well-funded designers and, and engineers coming up with all kinds of crazy cool stuff. And, man, the last 20 years, mechanical heads have evolved considerably, and there's so many different kinds. And, you know, there's some stereotypes, kind of like you're saying, uh, you know, you got to have a heavier setup because it, it, it takes, you know, more energy to open them. It's true by and large, but, but, you know, they've overcome that in many ways. And it just, it largely depends on what kind of mechanical, what kind of mechanical head you're shooting. Are you, you going with a rear deploying one, a front deploying one? What's the cutting diameter? What's the blade angle? I mean, all those things factor in. And so there's mechanical heads that somebody can use for deer if they're, you know, if they're, pulling like maybe 45 pounds even you know they they'd be pretty pretty well off with some mechanical heads others are going to take a lot more so it's not a one-size-fits-all thing and that's the kind of stuff i do with my channel so you can test okay what's the penetration like and how well does it open on impact things like that so people can be more informed before they invest in a broadhead right you're, you're out saving people a lot of time and money destroying broadheads or, or, or just doing, putting them through the <laughs> test. I mean, right. you know, like a lot of us, we're going to look at the package and it's going to have somebody on the front of it that, you know, some big famous deer hunter. And we're gonna be like, Oh man, them have to work. Well, now that we've kind of dabbled in this stuff a little bit, we realized anybody will say anything if they're giving you something back, <laughs> right. you know, it doesn't matter. You know, and, and like I said, in, in my opinion, is shot placement's more important than anything. You can shoot whatever broadhead you want. If you can't hit the broadside of a barn, you're going to have trouble. So you watch these yeah, guys. that's right. Yeah. You, you watch these guys on TV that are killing these deer. Well, what, what you're seeing is all the perfect shots, and you're seeing these guys shooting these, and and the deer don't go very far, and they die. Or they're not showing you all of it anyways. But, but I, I you know. So you're saying they, they rec don't recover all of their deer they shoot? Well, we'll just never know about okay, it. Okay, I guess you know we won't it? know. See, they, they, but... See, that's where we're different. We show the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah, I, I, uh... Yeah. I'm usually on the ugly end for some reason on all this stuff. I don't know <laughs> what the deal is there, but... John, what is the worst broadhead you have ever tried to shoot? Oh, that's a good question. 
Okay, let me preface it by saying this. Like, I really try in my channel to be respectful of all the different manufacturers. And not because they're paying me anything, because they're not. But I, you know, in the earlier years when I first started doing the testing, I, I was pretty, I was pretty harsh. And then I started thinking, man, this is somebody's dream. And you know, they're like, they put their heart and soul into it. So that's why I created a system where I don't have to be subjective and use a lot of, you know, crazy adjectives to describe how bad the head is. I could just let the numbers speak for itself. So I preface it by saying that I try to be respectful. But to answer your question, what's the worst one? I'd say the slang blade. And that, that head... Now, listen, I mean, any of these heads, even the worst ones, I'll tell you what, I would not want to get shot with them. No. So if you like, you know, if you took a slang blade and, and put it in front of me and go, okay, John, you want to get, you know, the, the crummy broadhead, right? It's not going to kill you, right? Let me shoot you. I'd be like, no way. No, right. I mean, I do not want to get shot even with a worst head out there. But what I'm thinking about how hard I work to get out there, get in the woods, you know, out out a good area and you get that one golden opportunity the final point of impact all that practice all that investment all that research man when the rubber meets the road it's the broadhead that either does it or doesn't yeah and and so you know you want to make sure it's really good but that's flying blade i mean i wouldn't want to get shot with it but man i definitely would not have ever have that on the end of my arrow shooting at an animal except maybe you know maybe a rat in the backyard or something like that but i mean that that thing just that needs a lot of work. Yeah. And, so in other words, in other words, you're saying it's good for critter control. Maybe. Well, there you go. I, <laughs> I think, but even that, I wouldn't spend the money on getting it. I mean, just even for that, I'd rather use an old broadhead that I know is going to be reliable. Mm. But, but yeah, that 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 to me is like the worst of the worst that I've ever tested. Yeah. Another one was the um, what's it called? The, the carnivore. I think it was called the carnivore. Um, and that thing was like, it looked like a little bottle rocket. I mean, it's like, it's literally got the blades and, and, and they're enclosed in, in a sticker. And you can like design your own sticker even. And you, you, you wrap it around the blades and I mean, it does. It looks like a bottle rocket. <laughs> I like tested that thing and <laughs> it fell apart. I'm like, what were they thinking? I mean, I love those. You know, every once in a while, there's one that's just so bad. It's good. And it gets a lot of views because people like to watch to get, you know, yeah. Apart and stuff. yeah, well, a lot yeah, of them you, all kind of look the same. You know, if you go in through and you're watching, a lot of the people are copycatting each other nowadays, and then you'll get this one crazy one, like this, like the slang blade. Like me and Matt were both like, or, yeah. the, or the Mohican sneak. I just like the name on the Mohican sneak, but and and, and something else you got to <laughs> take in take count with the broadhead is the respect for the animal. I mean, obviously, you want to kill it as fast as you can. You don't want to. I tell you what, though, we're talking about that slang blade. I. I almost think that might work for like turkeys. I don't. Okay, know. you know what's funny? Like the most the most common thing people say about a big broadhead that doesn't work well is well maybe for turkey. Right. <laughs> like, right. What you just said. That's what most even the Mohican thing. Well, maybe a turkey. But you know what I found is been turkeys. I I only use a bow for turkeys. I put down a shotgun many years ago. Matter of fact, the last one I shot with a shotgun was in uh was near you guys. I mean, it was just outside of Springfield. Up at some core of engineers' property, not far from there. But but anyway, I um, I, so I heard a lot of turkeys. Man, those are hard to kill, and yeah. a lot of times they're really difficult to penetrate. I mean, even in the tail quills or the, the wing butt. Yeah, I mean, it is hard. So I I you know, and they're hard to get in close and draw your bow and everything. 
so man, I want to make sure I'm using a good broadhead. <laughs> yeah, turkey, yeah. I wouldn't trust it to any of those heads. Well, <clears throat> you don't need to ask me and Matt about turkeys, anyways. We can't hardly kill them with a shotgun, let alone a bow. So <laughs> we just don't have that kind of <laughs> luck. But you know, and it seems like every like even the turkey broadheads. Like I remember when the guillotine first came out, the gobbler guillotine, and everybody was losing. People didn't realize you have to shoot turkeys in the head with that for it to really work. I mean, it was so ah. big. And such a big hole. I don't think if you shot a turkey in the body with that, I mean, I'm not saying you're not going to kill it. Because right. it's just like John said, I wouldn't want to be shot with it. But that broadhead was designed to shoot turkeys in the head with. Well, I don't know how good of a shot you are. I mean, well, I'm, I'm phenomenal. But turkeys' heads, they're not great, great big. And if you get this big, crazy broadhead, I feel like anything, which, you know, most of us aren't going to shoot at anything over 30 yards. I mean, right. uh, well, wait a minute. Well, I said most of us. No. Most of the time, okay. Most of the time. Oh, of the it, time. it depends on the circumstances. I was going to say, I thought a guy this year missed one at like 40 or something. A yeah, tur- but turkey. that one, yeah. Okay. All right. On to the next one. Anyways. Yeah, it, it's... Maybe 48. <laughs> right? <laughs> the, the, the broadhead deal is just so interesting. And, like, it the way John does it, I mean, the way you do it, like you said, you, you try to, you know, give him the benefit of the doubt. Even though deep down inside. Yeah, and I like, I really, I really respect your scoring system deal because, <clears throat> like you said, you know, the people are pouring their heart and soul into this stuff. Yeah. You know, this is their idea, their dream. You know, they put it out there and, you know, maybe it's good, maybe not so good, but. And, and yeah, I mean, you got to, you got to give them a chance. Well, because a lot of people are going to look at that stuff and be like, oh, that's never going to work. And they never even try it. Right. And then, like, John kind of takes that trouble out to where we don't have to try it on an animal and learn the hard way like he does it and then you can be like okay yeah no i don't think i'm gonna mess with that i think i'm gonna go somewhere else so it now john how many broadheads do you typically go through like when you're testing one you know is it three four or do you just have one or two yeah that's a good question it takes uh really three i mean i like people ask me hey can i donate a pack and yeah you know i'd love it i need three you know i and I know a lot of people don't want to spend the money to give me three broadheads. I get it. But but really, I need three. Sometimes I can do it with two. But because of the, uh, the the destruction testing that I do, and that's what I like to do, like in the durability uh, area, the durability test. I mean, I use, like I use steel plate, 22-gauge steel plate. I use concrete. I use half-inch MDF, you know, medium-density fiber. Like I, I use like extreme materials because one i want consistency like i am comparing broadheads and so i can't use animal parts one i don't have enough animals but two bone densities vary and bone geometries vary and one head if it hits at this angle it might do you know really bad but if it's at this angle it might do really good well that doesn't really help somebody know what that broadhead can or cannot do so the materials have to be consistent and then I want them to be extreme because I want to see, okay, what can this broadhead handle? Every every broadhead could handle, you know, gel for the most part, stuff like that. But but I want to see what the limits are so that you know, so that, you know, when you're buying a pack of broadheads, you know, okay, this one can handle even being shot through steel plate. So I like, you know, really kind of pushing it like that. Yeah, and I think you need to because we all know we've all done it. When you're archery hunting, sometimes bad stuff happens. You hit a limb. And you get up on a shoulder blade or you hit a rib bone or something. You want something, you know, can power through and still get the job done. And 
That's why. Yeah, yeah. Now, this is me and Matt's a personal preference. No, it's not. Maybe not right or wrong, but we shoot muzzy broadheads. We've we've shot them since forever, and it, you know they're not fixed blade. Yeah, the fixed blade, just the regular old three blade muzzy, and they're not the biggest cut in the world. But it seems like they always you always get a good pass through shot and. Heck, man, you can pick them up, dust the dirt off of them, and shoot another deer with them most of the time. I mean, it just, in my opinion, maybe it's just a fixed blade broadhead is kind of where I lean towards more than the... Now, saying that, I've killed deer with the Rage broadheads. I've killed a lot of deer with them, and they work really great. But I've had troubles with Rage broadheads that I didn't have with with the the muzzy broadhead. Or the fixed blade broadhead. So, you know, I guess it's... So, John, what is your personal preference or does it vary depending on what kind of animal you're going after yeah that's the thing you know in broadhead design everything's a trade-off and so you know the, the whole debate of mechanical or fixed blade man it depends on shot distance it depends on you know your bow set up your arrow weight your bow poundage your draw length what animal you're going after and a, you know a mechanical is definitely going to be more forgiving in flight there's no question about it or a heavy crosswind or you're nervous, you know, and you're, you're kind of shaking a little bit, man, a mechanical is going to, it's going to help you put it in, in the, in the, in the 12 ring a lot more effectively than most fixed blades are going to. So that's a big advantage, but disadvantage is they're not typically as durable or don't penetrate typically as much. So everything's a trade-off. So when it comes for, for me, it depends on what I'm going after. Like, a couple of weeks ago, I, I went and shot a bison in South Dakota. Man, that was awesome. So I'm going after this two-ton thing that's got, you know, really thick hide and, and really hair, you know, a lot of hair, big old hairy matted hair all around it. Well, man, I want to use a super tough, durable, you know, really well-constructed, high-quality steel six-blade broadhead. That's what I use for that. But if I'm going after, like, say, hogs in Oklahoma that are typically like the 100, 150-pound range, man, I'm shooting. I'm trying to thread the needle. Sometimes they're moving. I'm going through brush and and stuff like that. Man, I'm going to use a a mech and use a mechanical because I may hit it a little far back, and I want to make sure that I open up a really nice hole in a hog like that. They can be really tough. So it's just – or a turkey. Man, turkey, I want to use a mechanical. I want the biggest mechanical I can get. And I prefer an over-the-top deploying broadhead, mechanical broadhead for turkey because it's hard to penetrate. So, you know, an over-the-top deploying one it has a small entrance hole, but then it opens up really big and puts the turkey down, where sometimes rear deploying heads aren't going to penetrate good enough, even on a turkey. So it just depends on what I'm hunting. But, um, but I use a mixture. I use a mixture of mechanicals and a mixture of, of fixed blade based on the quarry. My overall goal, and, and this is my philosophy behind which broadhead I'm going to use, is one, I want one that's going to hit what I aim at. And so, again, shot distance, you know, conditions, that factors into it. I want a really good flying broadhead. If I'm hunting out west and I'm maybe shooting 100 yards, what's well, probably going to be a mechanical that I use. But then two... I want to get a pass-through to the best of my ability. You can't always guarantee that, but with my setup, I want to make sure that I do my best to get two holes because a lot better blood trail and, and so forth. And then three, I want to cut as much tissue as I can 
while I'm hitting that target and while I'm getting that pass through. I, in my earlier years, I would use like a, a really small wasp, a wasp boss bullet. Okay, that was one of the first heads that I used. And man, it penetrated really well, but I was zipping through some animals and I hit them a little bit far back and I never recovered that. And I'm like, man, I'd rather have a bigger cut if I'm going to be passing through anyway. Let me get a bigger cut or make a bigger hole and get a better blood trail or chance of flipping an artery or something. So I want to make sure that I get the widest cut possible while I'm still passing through, while I'm still hitting what I'm aiming at. And then I want a head that's not going to lose a blade, that's not going to bend, that's not going to lose its edge. A lot of heads are really sharp out of the package, but they're so thin and the bevel angle is so gradual. It feels really sharp, but as soon as it hits the hide, it's losing that sharpness. And so, you know, initial sharpness is one thing, but edge retention is a totally different thing. Or if it loses a blade or, or you know, gets all mangled up, well, man, it's not going to be nearly as lethal. So I want a head that's durable, that has structural integrity, and great edge retention. So that's the way I factor into it, based on the animal, shot distance, what's going to hit the target I'm aiming at, what's going to give me a pass through, what's going to make the widest hole possible, and what's going to keep its shape, its full cut, its form, and its edge while it zips through. That's stacking the odds as best they can be in my favor. Yeah, and a lot of people don't think, you don't think about, you think, oh, I took it out of the package, that sucker's sharp. Right. You don't think about like, oh, yeah, as soon as, because there's one thing that'll dull a blade quicker than anything's hair. And yeah. I've learned that just from skinning animals. Right. And and I'm talking yep. to taxidermists, because yep. Chip told us, he's like, guys, if the hair. Right, his caping knife. I was like, what do you, what do you use? And he's like, I use the cheapest steel I can, because I can just keep sharpening them. Quick, quick, quick. Yeah. You know, because he's sitting there just caping out deer after deer and, after deer. But that's what he told us. He said, hair will do, you might as well scrape it on a rock. I mean, it's yeah. basically, so, you know, you like them real thin blade broadheads. Yeah, they're sharp as heck when you take them out of the package. But I never thought, you don't think about that until, like, a guy like John breaks it down yeah, for you. Yeah, somebody smarter than us. That's oh, what you're saying. And talk about peanut butter and jealous right here. This guy's done it all. Guys, we looked at his Facebook. I mean, he just yeah, look at all the buffalo. He just he killed a zebra. He's killed all this All stuff. kinds of critters. It's awesome. It is awesome. I, I, you've got one heck of a life, I can tell you that. No, man, I love, you know, adventure bow hunting. I just, I started getting into that several years ago because I had a buddy who was pretty wealthy. He was a, he's a surgeon, and he started taking me on some cool hunts. Took me to, to Manitoba to go bear hunting. Took me to Africa, my first trip over there. And, man, that was awesome, and I got a taste of that. Well, then as the channel started doing better, then I started being able to put aside some money and to be able to save up and, and afford an outfitted hunt like maybe once a year or so. So I've been doing that just for the last few years, and it's been awesome. I just I love different adventures, you know, going to Alaska or like later on this year, I'm planning to go to Newfoundland for a moose. I've always wanted to get a moose. Oh, yeah, me too. And then I, last, last year, two year and a half ago, I went to – to uh, South Africa and trying to Cape Buffalo. That was like a childhood dream. So, you know, I got my hit list and I, I feel like God's really blessed me with this opportunity to be able to do this every once in a while. I'm going to have to get different. Boy, he, I need different friends. He, he's a lot better thinking. than we are shooting deer and turkey, I bet you. Now, I got to know, this Cape Buffalo, do you shoot that with a bow? Everything with the bow. Yeah, of course. Yeah. 
one arrow. Yeah, check that out. That, that yeah, goodness. I am going to have so that to. Was, one arrow. I mean. So that probably yeah, wasn't a mechanical, I'm guessing. That wasn't a mechanical. <laughs> that was a, a two-blade, single-bevel, bishop archery head. You know, I mean, that was, yeah, 800-grain arrow yeah. and 250-grain broadhead. Yeah. But, but it, it did the oh, job, man. I mean, it did the job. Now that, was, arrow, that thing was down. That was another question I had. How many arrows do you go through? I mean, you're talking about shooting these things into steel plates and cinder blocks. You go through a lot of arrows? Yeah, I go through quite a few arrows. But you know what? So, okay, so I the guy, okay, the guy that I, I got that, that first broadhead from that I did the video on, we've become really good friends over the years. And he his niche is he makes the highest quality, most expensive archery stuff on the planet like i'm not i'm not kidding like literally and he has these arrows he makes these one arrows um they're called the goats okay and and each arrow costs seven hundred dollars one oh, arrow oh my goodness I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not exaggerating and so like he, you know, that's not the ones i use because they're so heavy like it you know i it'd be hard to, to use you know broadhead tests with that because it puts so much weight behind the broadhead it can damage them really easily but 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 he has this other arrow that's kind of in the middle. It's called the fat eliminator, the firearms dispatch eliminator. Like you use this, you know, over in Africa or something, you're not going to need a, a rifle backup to put the animal down. And these things are so durable. So I use those when I shoot it into concrete. As I, one of my durability tests is I'll shoot the broadhead into a cinder block down in my basement, which is always scary. Every single time I do it. I mean, I've had the knock come back and hit me in the face. I've had pieces of, of oh, I can imagine stick in the wall. I mean, you don't want to walk in my basement in bare feet. But but I but those arrows. I mean, I can I can shoot them in the concrete dozens and dozens of times. I mean, this is seventy two pound draw. I mean, smacking that thing straight into concrete, and the arrow just I mean takes takes a lick and just keeps on digging. I mean, it's, it's amazing. So I'm fortunate to have that connection with him to get these arrows. And so I don't have to use that many, even for this really extreme stuff. Yeah. So I don't know what if this of? thing cut out or something, but I could have swore you said $700 for one arrow. Yeah, he did. Holy cow. Yeah. yeah I'm the, I, what I'm kind of bow do you shoot? Bowtech. Well, yeah, I should, you know, I've gone through a lot of different bows. I, I really grew up a Hoyt guy. So my dad was a big Hoyt shooter. He knew Earl Hoyt back in the day. So it was all Hoyt. And then about, what was it, like three years ago, I went into the shop here in Iowa. I moved here from Denver, Colorado. And I had a connection back in Colorado where they were going to give me, I think it was RX3. I can't remember what Hoyt they were on then. But they were going to give me one at cost, which was nice. So I thought, okay, I'll go into the local shop here and test it out and see if I like it and then buy it out in Denver. But and I, and I liked it fine. But then I thought, well, let me shoot this Bowtech. It was an SR6. And I always like bad mouth Bowtech. I'm like, oh, Bowtech, you know, it's going to blow up and stuff. And I never shot one. I just heard that, you know, and passed it on. Man, I pulled that, that Bowtech SR6 back and I could not believe it was so much faster at my draw length than the Hoyt. And yet so much easier to pull. I, I couldn't believe it. So I left the shop with the Bowtech, and so that's what I've been using for the last three years. But, you know, I, I, I'm not, like, brand loyal. I'll shoot whatever, but right now I'm, I'm using a Bowtech SR6. 
Yeah, well, and nowadays, I don't, honestly, I don't think a guy could go wrong with, with any of the brands. I mean, they're so like, well, advanced. I mean, unless you're shooting a PSC, right, Justin? No more Matthews. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we, we shoot Matthews and Justin shoots PSC. But that's why we love our show, too. Man, they, you're right. We're not de- dedicated to any good. of them. Right. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter. They're all so technically well, advanced and the, nowadays. And the technology's come so far with all these manufacturers. Yeah. I mean, you could pick up any, and you don't have to spend a lot of money on one. I mean, you could go buy a $300 bow and kill any, any, okay. You can hunt deer and probably elk. I don't know. I've never hunted elk, but you know, you, anything with a 70 pound draw, you can hunt just about everything you want. Oh yeah. You know, now. No doubt. You know what? That's another thing on my channel is I do these bow battles that I, you know, compare when the new bows come out. I just did one like in late December, bow battle for 2022 bows where I'll, I'll kind of like compare all the flagship bows or at least the ones that the shop here locally has. I just did another bow battle today. It was of, of two, uh, two bow techs, the, the SR350 and the CP28, two brand new ones. So, and, and then recently I did a, a bow test of this. Amazon special. Okay, it's it's uh, called, it's made by Sanlita, but you can get the bow, bows and arrows. It has the the release, kickstand, sight, rest. I mean everything you everything quiver everything you can think of. And it's two hundred seventy nine bucks for all that. I'm like, okay, is this yeah. like legit or not? Right. And it actually was. I mean, you know, for for a starter bow and and. You know, somebody that's you know not shooting every day or something actually i wasn't really impressed but you know i mean that's not what i want because you know i want to drive a, a better car but, but right. then, you know a cheap one will get you there too right well and, and so, i think it, yeah that, i think you know some people get scared away from the bow archery thing because people's like oh you got to go get a matthews you know the new matthews well they're 1200 bucks with nothing on them and they're like well i can't afford to do you don't if you're just getting into this, like you said, three you go to Bass Pro right now and buy a fully set up combo for three hundred and fifty bucks and, and cheaper. I mean, they yeah. got ones cheap, but you buy a really nice one. Our buddy Josh Sloan shoots a, I think it's called a blackout. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. That thing, I mean, it's a little heavy, but other than that, it shoots just fine. And he's killed multiple deer. I mean, guys, if you're thinking about getting, if you're listening to this and you're thinking about getting into archery, but you really don't want to spend a lot of money or you don't have a lot of money you don't have to you can find ways to get into it absolutely and and do that and then don't let nobody if somebody's gonna dog you for what you're shooting you don't need to be talking to them anyways because we don't you know we're all in this together we preach that on this channel you know we're all hunters we all need to stick together it's just like with the the deer score thing we think it's all so stupid because people judge people and are talking other people down and you don't realize you don't know what that guy had to do to kill that deer yeah it may not be very big but it may have been but he may have had the time of his life right that was his adventure so and that's the, right that's right in the archery deal you know I, people can get carried away with it and i you know we joke we're like oh yeah but well we, we got to give justin a hard time that's just that's our job right we, it wouldn't be a day a full <laughs> day if we didn't give justin a hard time but you know it's not you don't have to have is it nice? Well, yeah. If we all could afford Ferraris, we'd have them. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I probably would. But we can't. So we got to we gotta make do with what we can get. So it, You don't but, have a Ferrari? No, nah, I sold it last week. I just couldn't afford the insurance on it. <laughs> yeah, I, I sold my yellow one. I couldn't get it down to the road. So, John, are you a sports <laughs> fan at all? 
I got to ask this yeah, question. Yeah, I am. Because you said you went to LSU. Oh, yeah, go Tigers. Yeah, well, uh, your buddy uh, Joey Burrow just happened to be in the Super Bowl, so I'm guessing you're probably pulling for the Bengals. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I have never been a Bengals fan. I'm like, who roots for the Bengals? <laughs> <laughs> All my life, that's how I felt until they got Joe. And, I mean, you know, now I live in Iowa, and he was born here in Iowa when his dad was coaching up at Iowa State. And then he goes to LSU and becomes this phenom. And, and then he gets to, you know, gets his best friend, his receiver recruited, Jamar Chase. And, and man, they take over the Bengals. I mean, they won two games two years ago. And yeah. now they're in the Super Bowl. And, and you, yeah, that's, just, that's a great it, story. It pains me to root for him because I am a very big Kansas City Chiefs fan. Me and Matt both are. And it just pains me. Because what they did to us, but we deserved it. I'm going to say it. But, you know, you got to root for the kid. I mean, he just, everybody said he, what, he well, tore his ACL right. last year. Come over that, overcome that injury and everything. And yeah. like you said, they won two games last year. Now they're in the Super Bowl. And I think they're going to win it, to be honest with you. I mean, it, I, no. I, just, I just, I heard you, I start, earlier I heard you <laughs> say you went to LSU and I was like, oh, man. Joey B. I mean, everybody who's. Well, you know. You know, I heard something today on another podcast I was listening to that half of the Rams team graduated from LSU. I've, most of your really good NFL players are either from Alabama, Georgia, or LSU. Right. I well, mean, and I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> well, Ken- yeah, Louisiana, Louisiana has the highest number like percentage wise the highest number of nfl players come from louisiana which is really weird to think about yeah it's a small state but uh, well in, in kansas city's running back played with jamar chase yeah. and joe burrow yeah a lot of really good football yeah. players come from lsu well yeah i mean you got tyron matthew you know you got yeah. uh edwards Delaire. right you, know, you got your oh house. i'm sure you there's more everywhere yeah I don't know. I just thought I heard. I remember. I had. I wrote it down as soon as you. I said I saw you, you went taking to, notes over there. Yeah, I, I was thought, like, boy, oh. he's getting serious. Well, because <laughs> this isn't a sports podcast, but we throw it in every time because we're very passionate football fans, and you know it stung when Joey B did what he done to us. It stung, but you know what? We kind of beat ourselves there. So more power to him. Hopefully, he goes and wins her all. So good luck, I, Joe Burrow. If you're listening, I'm pulling for you, buddy. I'm more interested in hearing more about this bison story he went when done this hunt. Oh, the bison hunt. Yeah. Well, I would like yeah. to hear about all oh, his hunts, bison. but we'll be here all night. But yeah, I'm yeah, let's hear about it. I'm all for that. I thought you said a Biden hunt. I'm like, wait, what? Easy. Now. A Easy now. Up there. I mean, I'm sure we'd have some, hunt, okay? some people fall. We'll move on fall. from there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the bison I always wanted to go after a bison and you know, here it was something I could do in January, and that was kind of an off time here. So, uh, matter of fact, it was awesome. My wife and I went together, and she stayed in the like, – they have like a like a cabin. You know, it was a really nice cabin. And then I went out, this beautiful area. I mean, it was just one of those blessed kind of days. I mean, it's it just the whole week. It was just beautiful country. And, and man, and then this bike was like this. Super old, old monarch, you know, this thing, uh, the, the guy aged it afterwards. It's like it's, it's teeth are all the way down to the gums. He estimated it 19 years old, which is really old for a bison. It was, you know, it may not have made it through this winter, but man, we put on this epic stalk and 
belly crawled and I got up in position while it was bedded and I just sat there waiting for it to get up from its bed. It was just lying there at like 25 yards. And it, it feels like it's four yards because the thing's so stinking big. You know, their head, their eyes are so big. And I'm just sitting there. And then all of a sudden it just stood up. And I thought it was going to like walk, you know, perfectly broadside away. But it like stood up and starts walking right towards me. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what do I do? <laughs> I mean, this thing is literally, it's getting bigger and bigger with every step. And I mean, I, I was just like, I mean, I had a GoPro on my on my bow. You know, that's one of the ways I film it. And so my I'm just sitting there, you know, waiting. What do I do? What do I do? And then it turned really quickly, like kind of the wrong direction. But, you know, I just threw back and tasted it. And it was a, the, the first shot would have been a kill shot, but it, it just ran about, I don't know, 10 yards and it stood there. It had no idea what was going on because I'm really tucked back into this, this dark, shadowy area and a thick cover. And so then I just shot another one. The first one hit a rib and it penetrated. It didn't go all the way through, you know, like probably about eight inches or seven inches were sticking out still. But the second one, zoom, just went right through the boiler room. And then he just took about 10 steps and I just figured, okay, I'm going to put another one in him. And I put another one, zoom, it zipped right through. And that thing from the first shot to when it, it literally rolled on its back in the snow and kind of slid down this hill with its feet sticking straight up in the air. I mean, it was like epic. And it was 50 seconds from the first shot to where it's lying on its back with its feet in the air. It was like, whoa. <laughs> I mean, that was like the most exciting 50 seconds of hunting I've ever had. It was yeah, incredible. I'd say. And you know what? I like your style. Me and Matt's both learned, if you can put another shot on something, do it. Because... Just because you think you smoked them on the first one doesn't always. Because Matt had this, I'm gonna bring it up. You brought up some of my crap. I'm bringing up yours. <laughs> he had a Bucky shot with a rifle. Yeah, and mule kicked everything, ran off, jumped over the fence, and Matt was he was just watching him. Yeah, he was in the snow. Yeah, and he thought, oh, he's dead. We never did find that deer. No. And and Matt's like, well, I just stood oh, there. Wow. You know, I could have shot him again, but I was just thought he was well, now. Right. I mean, that deer last year you shot, I filmed with you hunting. I mean, he shot it three times. He's like, it's still right. standing there. I'm shooting it again. I was like, go for it, man. My ears are plugged. Like, go ahead. <laughs> I mean, I feel like. That's what I do. I've learned that the hard way, especially with an arrow, because you're not damaging the meat, really. Right. I'm just, I, that happened. you know what? I shot two bucks this year. You can really only get one in Iowa each season, but I got this, uh, this urban tag. I, I won it because I got the, the most does the year before in, in this urban hunt. So I got I had two buck tags. Both of my bucks, I was able to shoot twice. Like, both of them, the first shot, zoom, zipped right through. But then it just took a few steps and stood there. I'm like, why not? <laughs> you know, both of them. I mean, it was just weird that I got second shot. Well, I think that, that goes on two bucks. Yeah, I think that goes with using a really sharp broadhead. And we Grant Woods, Dr. Grant Woods talked about this. If you shoot something really sharp, like your body does, it's a chemical reaction. Like, okay. And he made it, it made a lot of sense. Cause like if you get hit in the head with a pipe or punched in the face, it'll swell up black and blue, but it really doesn't bleed. But boy, you just barely cut yourself with a razor or a paper cut. It bleeds like crazy. You can't, cause they said that your body releases a chemical to when it knows it's been hurt to clot that but if it doesn't know if it's sharp enough you know it never even knows it ever got hurt and i think that's what happens a lot when you shoot a good quality broadhead you're talking about shooting that bison and you never even knew anything which them things i think they'd take it anyways but 
I, a lot of deer I've seen and I've done shot them. They didn't even know what happened. They just heard the noise. Right. And they're standing there and it's yeah. just pumping. And you're like, wow, I can't believe. But I don't think they ever feel it. But the, as fast as our bows are and if you use a good broadhead, I think it does the job. Right. And I think if it doesn't hit the bone you right. know, and cause a lot of trauma. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, shot placement has a lot to do with that, too. Yeah, I, I had a deer. Matter of fact, it was uh, my, my biggest one in Missouri at the time. And I shot it. it. It kept eating. And I thought I missed. I'm like, did I? I can't believe I missed. And then, like, I'm going to knock another arrow and it just trotted off. And then I waited, you know, walked up there and there's blood everywhere. I hadn't missed at all. I mean, it literally just kept eating. Yeah. It's definitely, I mean, a shot placement deal. I mean, that that's you're if you're going to be a first-time bow hunter or if you're a bow hunter i mean that's what you got to practice practice be a good shot take your best shot if you don't have a great shot don't take it and i've been guilty of that yo i think i can flit it yeah i think i can get it through there no just wait be patient and it's hard it's very hard especially when you're filming and i do a lot of self-filming so you only get so many shots anyways and you're trying to hurry up and shoot but you go you got to slow down take your time let them get close shoot them and it's a lot better than just right. saying, if oh, it, I think If it I works can. out, it works out. And if it doesn't, well, it's better than you get to go hunting again, gut shooting it, never finding it. You know, at least if you don't shoot it there, you've got a chance of maybe shooting it. And it, you know, everybody's got different. Some people hunt publicly and then you're probably never going to see that deer again. I get it. But you, for the respect for the animal, you want to make the best shot you can and it'll help you kill a That's lot right. more animals. I mean, it, I think, you know, we're talking about all these broadheads, which they're all. Most of them are good. Most of them, you know, still got to make a good shot. I mean, that's number one. So, but you're right. Totally right. Well, John, I really, really enjoyed talking to you tonight. I mean, it was, you're a very, very interesting person. And I, I just loved every second of it. I I mean, it, it, and in your show, the, the, the reviews that you did, I mean, we only watched a couple of them so far. I mean, yeah, but they're great. We're going to, we're going to watch them all. Well, I don't know, maybe not all 165 <laughs> of them, but... Well, at least not tonight, but we'll watch Right, them. we're, we're going to work hey, on just, it. Just put it, hey. put it on the playlist, hit play, and go to bed. Let's just play through. Right. But <laughs> I've, got, a good way to... I've got a question for John. Yeah. You guys know what broadhead you're shooting this year. I'm not sure what I'm shooting. I'm looking at one. Hey, I don't know what yet. Do you... we got to watch all these reviews. What? We may be Yeah, going you got to watch the reviews with us, buddy. <laughs> you're... You're going to be shooting the Mohican sneaking. We already know that. <laughs> uh, yeah. What What is your opinion on the stick broadhead, the mechanical and uh, fixed plate? Yeah, I've tested both of those, and I, I did it, it was a couple of years ago. So my testing process has evolved a bit, but I have a chan- uh, You know, I have on my channel there both of those. That what is it? F F four F two. I, I don't know. The fixed plate and the uh, the mechanical yeah they're they're definitely good heads i think there's better choices but it doesn't mean they're not a good choice i mean they certainly can get the job done and they're good value and everything so yeah there's a lot of upside to them i think for a fixed blade like okay i've tested a couple hundred different heads for if i just you know people ask me all the time you know what are your top picks i think the best all-round fixed blade head on the market today, especially in a normal price category, is the QAD Exodus. That thing, I mean, I, I, I've shot that into to steel flat bar, 
and had it hold up fine. Concrete multiple times, steel plate. I've taken, oh, I lost count, I think, at like 60 animals with an Exodus. I mean, that thing is amazing. And then the uh, the tooth of the arrow. I love the tooth of the arrow. They just, you know, they're a U.S. company. They're not expensive. One solid piece of steel. They just came out with a new uh, non-vented version of the uh, the XL and the standard. Those are incredible, too. And for mechanical, I really like uh, Severs. I mean, especially the 1.5, but also the 2.0. And those have done really well. I, all, you know, like you said, I mean, pretty much any broadhead with a good shot is going to take an animal. But, but some of them really are better. And for the same price, why not get a better one? Yeah. And so that's, you know, again, that's what my testing is all about. Like just that extra little edge. If you can give yourself an advantage, why not take it? Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, 100%. It's we hard. need it. We need all the help we can get. Right. I uh, need a broadhead that can hit a deer. Well, that, hey, that's up to you, man. That's, I feel like that's most of They them. don't have heat-seeking broadheads yet, so you're going to have to wait until that comes out. Keyword yet. When they do, John will let us know. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. All right, guys. Well, uh, be sure to go on and check out Lusk Archery Adventures because you're going to want to check it out. I mean, either YouTube or Facebook. Go to John's Facebook. It's amazing. I'm, I mean, why? Well, we're, we're hooked. Yeah. It, it, well, and... You know, I don't care. Just watching all the reviews is cool. And then he also has hunting. I mean, there's some. You've got some hunts on there too. It's not just our uh, broadhead reviews. So it's definitely interesting to yeah, go I check. Yeah, I got about out. like I think I had, I think I had sixty or sixty plus different bow hunts, my own bow hunts all over the world. Yeah, yeah it's pretty fun. Yeah, all over the world, people. You know, we're stuck here in the Ozarks. He's all <laughs> over the world. So, but John, I. Uh, from all of us here at Ozark Traditions, we really appreciate you coming on chatting with us tonight. Hey, thanks a lot, Matt, TJ, Justin. I really appreciate it. It's great hanging out with you guys. You guys are fun, too. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I've been so entertained just listening to your banner with each other. Well, I really appreciate it. You know, that's how it is, I guess. But, uh, hey, we're definitely going to have to get back in touch with you, though, and keep up on the broadhead stuff. I'm going to – I mean, it's there's something new every day coming out, so I can't wait to see the next crazy – thing you get to check out yeah new and exciting broadheads but all right guys well we're gonna let john go we've been on here for about an hour with him so uh be sure to go out and check out his youtube and his facebook page it's you're gonna you trust me you're gonna want to check it out so uh we're gonna take us a little break and we'll be back to close the show so once again john thanks for coming on and guys be sure to go check him out on, on facebook and youtube thanks guys Hi folks, this is Matt Smith of Ozark Traditions TV. I hope you are enjoying this OTTV podcast. When you're not listening to the team members discuss hunting strategies and telling stories, you can go to our YouTube channel and watch your favorite episodes there. And while you're on the web, head on over to our Facebook page and give us a like. Thanks for listening to this week's OTTV podcast. Hunting with my family, who could ask for more? All right, guys, welcome back. Uh, what a what a guy that John. That was I really enjoyed talking to him. That was one of our best guys we've had on here. Everybody, if you're go check him out, it you won't regret it. It is definitely a cool deal. So, what'd you do? We're gonna end the show kind of talking about what all we did this week. I didn't. 
It was kind of slow around here. Well, I mean, we got the big snow apocalypse. Oh, that's right. So there was that. I did a lot of uh, feeding cows, breaking ice. You made some gigs. I did make some gigs in my downtime in the shop. Yeah. Um, and then just keeping the wood stove full. That was pretty much my job. Yeah, because, guys, it snowed like we got about six and a half inches here, yeah, I'd was, say. I mean, I don't know. I don't remember in years past it shutting down the world. Oh, but it did. But, I mean, now it's like, oh, we got four, six inches, whatever we got, and they shut everything down. I remember, like, I don't know, getting a foot, 14 inches of snow and you know, going just life. School. I don't know. I yeah. don't know. Things are different now, but. Well, you know, we were in the one to 18 inch range, so they got it. Yeah, we could have got an inch, <laughs> uh, you know, a dusting to 18 inches is where we were forecasted. That cracks me up. You watch that. And they're like, well, okay, so, and they always use, what's it called? The I-44 corridor. Right. Whatever a corridor is. Well, okay, so that's where the interstate runs through, like, the middle of the state. Gotcha. And so what they do is we are north of the I-44 corridor. And it seems like, for whatever reason, the weather just kind of runs down that. Yeah, I don't know. And then it's either, you know, it's either going to be south of it or north of it. Yeah. Kind of seems like. So we got six inches of snow. I'd say at least. We might have got a little bit more. Probably a little more, actually. But I know we got more in the ditches. Yeah. Because I got out. I went to go check Larry Gales, see if the ramp was stalled out yesterday. Yeah. And I parked. I was in my wife's car. And I parked at the top of the road because I wanted to drive down the hill. It had a little ice on it. And I jumped out in the ditch and went about knee deep. And I had my uh, my loafers on. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's the best. So your feet got wet. <laughs> Very wet, yeah. And the ramp, was was it open? Yep. It was. Yeah. Just hit her going about 50. Because yeah. there's a spot that's about 20 yards long that's just solid ice. And then once you get there, it's concrete. So just let off the brakes, go through the ice, hit the concrete, you're good. Now, the ramp's open, but that's going down the hill. Right. But it's about melted today. I mean, it was about it was done. I went to PB2, believe it or not, uh... When was it? Monday? No, Sunday. Did you see any of my equipment down there? Yeah. You guys working? I seen it sitting over there. We're running uh, fiber to the marina. Nice. Yeah. So I went down there, and uh, I've never fished there in my life for crappie. And me and Drakey went. We're like, we'll figure it out. We know. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of shallow in there. Very, very shallow. Yeah. It, was, it was different. There's no docks. Well, I mean, there is if you go left. Right. But... I don't know. I don't have the... Tech. Was, there, was there any geese in there? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and you know what? I could hunt up there. Oh, yeah. There's no houses and stuff up that way. Kind of think about that. Anyways, Justin, what'd you do, buddy? Yeah, yeah. Wake up. Uh, He's still reading his job interview. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I... uh I went scouting and hung, hung some cameras is what I did. I went out in the snow, and if you follow me on Facebook or whatever, you see I was out was you following trails. Scouting for shed horns? So, you know, I did look, but I walked all over that place. I never found one, so I figured there's no shed. So, uh, yeah, they're, hard, went, they're hard to find in the snow. I mean, they're kind well, of the I same color. No blood or anything like that. But, yeah, but there was one major trail. I followed it probably, I don't know, 
three, four hundred yards, went down to a creek, then went back up the creek, then it just spider web. It's like, oh, which way do I go? You know. So I just took my camera and went down the middle and took some stuff I'm trying out and uh sprayed it around and put the camera on it and stuff like that. This is a good time to to test other stuff out right now. Yeah. So well, and like, and your idea of looking for trails and stuff—that was a pretty good idea. I mean, I know you don't have a lot of them, but that one was a pretty good idea, Justin. I gotta admit. Right. <laughs> I know. I don't have a lot of them. No, I, but no. Seriously though, like. Oh yeah, absolutely. This is a good time to get out and find well, those what trails. What else are you gonna do? Ain't nothing else to do. Fish ain't biting, so people are gonna laugh at me because I know guys been catching them. I just, I lost my touch. I guess I don't know. Out of practice. That's there what. I, that's what I'd blame it on. So you need to fish more. So, yeah. So if your wife is listening to this, which we know she is, right? TJ needs to fish more. She just laughed at you. Yeah, probably. I went three days in a row. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't the fishing. It's just I can't catch them. I don't know. It's gonna get better. It'll only get better. We're on the. We're stuck in the middle, guys. We're stuck. February sucks. Unless well, you like Valentine's hey, Day. We, no, 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 no. Bert, Bert. Turkey season is opening up around the country for people. Yeah, well, we ain't around the country. We're right here. We're stuck. Now, no, what, but we can watch them. Oh well, yeah. There's that. I don't know. I'm more of an into doing it kind of guy, but yeah. Well, it, well it, now, it, you have to get that build up. You know, for when when April hits, we're just fired we're up and ready to go. Buddy, fired up, buddy. When April gets here, I'm so tired and wore out from fishing every day. <laughs> that ain't no joke. Well, this. Well, like see, you we guys said this is. This is my slow time from January to April. Yeah. Right now is our slow time. I mean, for me, like working, which I don't, we probably could have worked today. It was pretty nice out today, but. Uh, well, and that gigging closes the what, 15th. next week or something. Yep. So there's that. Which sucks. Because <laughs> we've just now got. Well, we kind of had a weird year. Well, the year the river froze up on us and that, it, you know, we can't do nothing there. But the bow fishing deal is still open, so we'll be, we will be able to do that. Be able to dabble. We found a spot. Still haven't went there yet, but we found a spot. But I'm thinking about hey, going there. There is, there is something I've been thinking about doing this long off season into the summer, and that's getting a recurve and starting to shoot it. Yeah, I dabbled in that a little bit like a couple of years ago. My brother had one. They're fun to shoot, but I. I think I think you enjoy shooting your bow more than that recurve, but I could be wrong. But they're cool; they really are. But wow, I, I didn't have no luck with it. So right, it's I mean it's a different different deal. But I never shot at anything either, so I don't know. And there's a lot a of guys. That, a bag. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah. Hey, I did see you had some fried rabbit though. What looked good? Th- hey, thanks for the invite, buddy. There wasn't enough. Yeah, there was. You had the, we had what two, three rabbits. Two. You had two. One for me. Hey, yeah, that's I'll be what honest I'm saying. with you. I had to YouTube it like everybody else does these days to figure out how to cut that thing up because I thought, man, I'm just going to debone it. No, now, you know, I mean, now here's the deal: when you get into situations like that and you're like, man, I'm I'm going to cook and eat something. You know, if you, I mean, if you want to get on the YouTube's, go for it, but. Your old buddy Matt, there's pretty good chance I've I've cooked it and edit. You know what I'm saying? I've definitely mm-hmm. ate a lot of rabbit. 
my mom always cooked them, but now she's in the southern part of the country, so I don't. I'm gonna have to figure out how to cook them. Oh no, no worries. Before she left, well, I had see Brittany learned how to cook them. Good, so we're golden. Good plan. Man. We're golden. Which I got a story to tell about that, Mama. My mama. She uh, texted me the other day, and she said they got their cable hooked up down there. And uh, the guy that hooked up their cable listens to our podcast. Pretty cool. And she, and no she, way. Yeah, she said. Uh, she said something. They were talking, you know, and said that her husband really likes to or wanted to cable so he could watch his hunting and fishing. I was like, hey, I, oh yeah, I really like the hunting and fishing deal. And uh, she said, well, my son kind of does a a thing, you know. <laughs> you know, we're not on the right the big time. And and he she told us who it was. He goes, yeah, I've listened to their podcast. And I thought that was, you know, this is in Ed, uh, well, they don't live in, it was in Daytona, Florida, basically, is where they live. Hey, we're worldwide, buddy. So, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. We're in 12 countries last time I checked. Speaking of worldwide, boy, I got to go back. John, that guy has just done it all. Yeah. What an interesting person, that guy. I mean. What a guy. Yeah, man. Super nice guy. Guys, that, uh, be sure to go and check him out. You're, I mean, the Broadhead review thing is very interesting. And he's very thorough. Yeah. Like, it, it it's neat. Yeah, it's you just not, have to check it it's out. It's not just go out there and shoot a frozen piece of meat and say, oh, yeah, no, this he's got, like, this deal he checks the sharpness with, which blew my we, mind. I don't know how you don't know what that is. We didn't even scratch the surface with him. Oh, we could have talked to him for three hours. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. He would have talked to us for three hours, but... Uh, what a great guy. I can't thank him again enough for coming on and talking with us. I mean, it was, if you're thinking about maybe looking at a new broadhead or anything, I would definitely, I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, here's my deal. I've shot the same thing always, right? I am a creature of habit of habit and I don't, I'm not a real huge fan of change. Um, so I mean, I've shot the same old tried and true bows and, you know, um, so my broadhead selection, I think I'm going to, I'm going to go through, I'm going to watch his videos. Now I will, I'm I'm this stubborn. I'm going to stick with the fixed blade. I'm not a mechanical fan. Right. I don't shoot him at 60 yards, so I'm not really worried about him planing all that stuff. It's a lot like what he said. If you're going to be out West and you need to shoot a long ways, I'd say a, a fixed or a mechanical broadhead would probably be your best bet. But I might I might dabble on there and look a little bit and maybe maybe think about shooting something other than the old three blade muzzy. Yeah. Um but maybe just look and see what kind of mechanic or uh fixed blade broadhead that, you know, he recommends. Yeah. What scored the highest? It you know, within my budget. Now like he was talking about the seven hundred dollar arrows and stuff. Oh like, my goodness, man. That's insane. Uh, which I wanna I wanna check out. I got out. a quiver full of those. Yeah, buddy. Me I got too. A, yeah. Uh, my quiver. I bet my I, bow isn't worth I bet I haven't bucks. spent $700 on arrows. All, ever. All of them. That's no, they're $50 a dozen. And I can usually get two years out of a dozen. No. I ain't spent no $700 on no. I barely but got that I, in I wanna my check, whole set. I, I do want to check out that Bishop Archery that he talked about. Yep. Because it sounds like they do make some really... I mean, obviously, some really high end stuff. I mean, what was that one broadhead he said he tested? It was 150 bucks for one of them. Yeah. 140 or whatever it was. And then uh, I wrote it down here. It was the QAD XS. 
excess. I, think, I wrote it down too. Because he said that was the best fixed blade broadhead he shot. Definitely going to check that out. And I've, QAD makes good stuff. I've got a QAD rest on my bow. Uh, well, no, I don't. I got whisker biscuit on the bow I shoot now. But You got a whisker biscuit? Yeah. You're my I got he- dad's old bow. You know what? You're my hero. Yeah. A couple of years ago, we were down at the Ozark Sporting Goods doing the little bow shoot that we had down there and stuff with those guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I think it was Corey's buddy Jacob or whatever. Yeah. He was wanting a whisker biscuit for his bow, and Corey's like, you cannot do You can't do it. You can't put a whisker. Dude, I I like it. They, <laughs> hey, listen. I mean, my, I, okay, so what? I've got my dad's bow. And he, you can you can kind of tune them. You can. A little bit. They're not. Okay, let's not talk like we're going to go shooting championship archery tournaments with this thing. They're not that good. But for a hunting setup that won't fail you. Hey, they're in there. You don't got to worry about it not dropping out of the way. And I got a drop away on my bow. But, boys, old whisker biscuit, it works. All right? That's all there is to know that that it works. I mean, I killed many a deer with the old whisker biscuit. Oh, me too. Mad love to the whisker biscuit. That was back in, like, you know, early 2000s. Yeah. Well, yeah. But, But, yeah. Hey, I was listening to the radio... And they had classic something come on there. And I think it was like Blink-182 or something. Yep. And I'm like, but that ain't old. All right, so here's, I, I, now I got to tell it because you told Matt it. Matt Miller, check your, check your text message. I just sent you something. All right, I'll check it out. It's the uh, Bishop Broadhead. The Bishop? Is that the $150 one? Guys, man, I wish this was a visual podcast where you guys could see stuff. Because I feel like, I mean, I ain't seen yeah. it yet, but I feel like. Oh, my. This is a hundred grain. Solid gold. Bishop S7. Yeah. All right. Now, this has got to be for a whole case of them, right, Justin? <laughs> I bet. No. Quanti- quantity one, she's $400. Let me, yeah. $399.99. Yeah. Let me see this. And thing. I'm surely that's I'm free. Say, surely I, that's free shipping, isn't it? Quantity one is probably free. And yeah, you get free shipping with every broadhead. Mm-hmm. What are they made out of? They don't even, I mean, well, I'm not talking bad about the guy, but hey, I mean, don't knock it till you try it. I they reckon. just look so normal. Yeah. But they also look like they're made out of some precious metal, so I don't know. I don't know. They're, I don't know. All right, anybody who wants to spend $100 on a one broadhead, Bishop Archery, which, hey, they got some interesting stuff on there. But Now, buddy, I don't know. They got these other ones, Justin. I'll have to send it to you now because you sent it to me. They got a three. Oh, I seen them, $600? Yeah, the 315 grain. Yeah, they got the some 600 grain, too. Jeez, what are you shooting them out of, a cannon? I don't know, but it's unique. Well, I mean, it's cool. Better, it's what it so is. It is cool. A, if oh, I there's... shot a 600-grain broadhead out of my bow, it'd go about 20 feet. Man, you I could just... probably catch it I mean, it could, you imagine, could you imagine having to have the FOC or whatever and, and your arrow weight and all that? Oh. Imagine what your arrow would weigh. Well, here, here's the deal. We're talking almost half pound. You better be shooting seventy pounds. That's all. I'm gonna seventy. Say. Yeah, you, you better, better have not one be of those. The Matthews. You be, Matthew Safari is a hundred pound limbs. Yeah. Well, what's your brother? His is what seventy five. Seventy five. Oh my goodness. I'm too old for that, and I'm not that old. He brought it back. Speaking he, of not that old, we talking about the radio deal, right? Oh yeah. 
Right. So we're working in the shop the other day. Yeah. And I was like, man, we was putting a new toolbox on my work truck. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, the radio station just been fire. Well, I didn't realize it, it was the oldies. It was no, it was lunchtime, and they had oh, what they call the, the retro lunch hour. Oh yeah, and I didn't realize that. And then, yeah. of course, Corey and Gage like old guy, and I was like, well, hey man, yeah, this, uh, these are good songs. So now, like, and it's not even that old. That's what I'm saying. We're talking like Montgomery Gentry. It's classic, classic country. Get out of here with that. Kenny that Chesney was on the radio. Yeah, radio. Kenny Chesney is classic. Tim McGraw. Those guys are classic. Now, do you feel old people? No. George Jones and Johnny Cash. Well, yeah, Hacker, those guys are, are classic. Right. That's well, what not I'm nowadays. Saying. I mean, they're talking throwback Thursday, and they've got uh, <laughs> stuff we listened to in high school. Yeah. I was like, daggum, this ain't oldies. Anyway. Toby Keith, people. Right. I don't get it. I don't either. World ain't right anymore. $600 broadheads. Dad that's gum, that's impressive. And $700 arrows. Yeah. So, all right, anybody listening that wants to get a try them out, tag us in, or send us a video on the Facebook page. We'd like to see how it went. Oh, yeah. What are, so, what are they? I got so many questions. And we'll be here all night talking about this, so we ain't going to be able to get into it. But Well, here's the deal. The guy that can answer the questions, he ain't on. The, he's not on here anymore. But that's your right, guy. We probably that's, should have, that's your guy. <laughs> we probably should have asked him. That shows how organized we are. We no, found, but I tell you what, though, the cool thing is, I'm definitely going to watch a bunch of his videos. Yeah, I think I'm going to shop me a new a new broadhead to shoot this year. I'll try something different. Yeah. Um, and then for any and all of our listeners, if you've got a broadhead. Which you gotta, I mean, you're gonna do your homework, buddy. He's done over 165 reviews, videos. Yeah. But if you find something that he hasn't reviewed, send it to him. He'll review it. Yeah. I mean, I think he thrives for it and the crazier the better. Yeah. I mean, he ain't scared of nothing weird. So and he's gonna give you the honest, his honest opinion about it. Just yeah. like we ask him about, or I ask him about the sick broadheads. That's his honest opinion about it. I don't know. My opinion may be different after I shoot him. Then it may be the same as his, you know. But like we all said, there's a broadhead for everybody. Right? Yeah. And he's well. What and what I told him, what I really respect is his scoring system, how he rates them, you know, zero through one hundred, and it's kind of a, you know, he leaves how he feels about them out of it, and it's just strictly how they perform. Yeah, how they fly, how sharp they are, yeah, you know how durable yeah, they are. I mean, so yeah. that that's he pretty puts neat. it through everything. So it's a it, be sure and check him out, guys. Uh, something else that we got coming up is we're gonna go to the uh, National Wild Turkey Federation deal in Nashville, Tennessee, next Saturday. The next, yeah, next Saturday, the eighteenth. So that's gonna be exciting. We'll be excited to see how that all turns out. We're gonna go down there and see Joe King and the Snood Snood brand. Anybody? If you yeah. haven't checked that out, you got to check that guy out. He's a, he's. A, I was really hoping to see my old buddy T Bone down there, but yeah, well, guys, uh, that yeah, we need to say a little. Everybody yeah, that, listen, say a little prayer for for poor T Bone. We actually was gonna have him on the podcast. He agreed to come on, and then of course, you know, now we don't know if we'll be able to make that happen or not. But 
Yeah, he, dang, he's, sure, like, he's sure going through a lot right now. So I mean, he needs to be in everybody's prayers and everything. Which the social media has yeah. pretty much been posting it, but it's just hard to. I mean, it happened to anybody, man. I mean, it's it's too bad. Hopefully, everything works out. I know he had his leg amputated today. I I believe, yeah, I believe so. So, but I guarantee you, he's filling every one of these prayers. That everybody's sending out. Oh yeah, and I guarantee you. When he's better, he'll be back out there hunting. Oh yeah, there ain't nothing gonna keep him down from that. So now, everybody, I'm interested sure to... to see. I'm interested to see the changes that he's going to do with everything. I, I think it'll be awesome. I think he's gonna pull through just fine. So, and he's got a good bunch of people behind him, and he's just just the guy that he is. I feel like he'll be able to get through it just fine. So make sure we say a little prayer for T Bone and. Hopefully he'll recover just fine. So, but that's basically all we got for tonight, folks. Uh, once again, I I want to thank John. I know I've said this a hundred times, but John, thank I want to thank him for coming on the show. Everybody, be sure to go check him out. I mean, it's a really cool deal. Uh, we're gonna have the hopefully talk about the. Well, we got to make it through another week, but we're gonna do the wild turkey thing. So, uh, I won't be there. Yeah, and you said, uh, did you say Craig and yeah James? Uh, yeah, which, you know, we got to finalize all that stuff. But I'm excited to go. And we'll, I'm sure we'll go Facebook Live down there and talk to everybody. And Yeah. Which, that's something else I think we're going to try to start doing. And we used to do the Facebook Live videos once a week. and Which we may not we may not get into doing them weekly, but yeah, maybe like, try to do one I once think. a month or uh, anybody listening, uh, if it if it's something, if you were a fan of that and you watched it before and uh, something you'd like us to bring back, or if you're listening and think it'd be something, if you'd like to put a face to the to the voice here, uh, comment, send us something on Facebook and let us know uh, what you guys think. I, 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 th- I We really enjoyed doing it, and I felt like the fans enjoyed seeing them. You know, it was fun to interact and we'd give stuff away and all that good stuff. So maybe we'll try to get that thing back up and going too. So all we're trying to do is grow. Uh, we had a little hiccup with the TV channel, so we're trying to get all that stuff figured out. We don't really, uh, I think, I think we're going, my opinion, I think we're going to go off in, in a better direction. Yeah. On that. So, uh, you know, maybe this next season, which I guess we didn't talk about this much, but maybe the next season we'll, uh, we may, you guys may just have to catch us on YouTube until we get the TV thing figured out, but, uh, we will get it figured out. We are not going to just lay down and quit. So we're going to get all that mess figured out, but Hey, YouTube is Wait. just fine. It's a, it's a technology advanced, technically advanced world nowadays, guys. It's not. You can watch it wherever nowadays. So we're going to keep putting the content out there. We've got a whole bunch of shows filmed up. I know me and Matt do. Uh, so yeah, Justin, you got any shows? Mm. We're going to try to get those all to uh, Matt here pretty quick and get them edited. Maybe we can start posting some shows because uh, usually we'd have to wait until the season started on TV. But... uh. Now that we may not have to worry about that this year, we can maybe do them a little quicker this year. So, right. But 
All right, guys. Well, from all of us here at Ozark Traditions TV, we thank you guys for listening. Be sure to share this, uh, like it, and uh, tell everybody about us so we can get so we can grow and reach out to everybody. So, thanks for listening, guys. The Ozark Traditions TV podcast crew would appreciate it if you leave a five star rating and subscribe on your favorite podcast apps so you don't miss an episode. And also, be sure to check out our hunting episodes on our YouTube channel, and don't forget to subscribe. While you're on the web, head on over to our Facebook page and click on the follow and like button to see what the Ozark Traditions TV crew is up to. Ozark Traditions TV would like to thank you for joining in to this week's podcast. Be sure to tune in on our next weekly podcast as we bring the outdoors inside. From all of us at Ozark Traditions TV, we thank you for listening. And remember, if you see us out in God's country, stop us. We'd like to meet you.